Welcome to this episode of Cook Revival's Presence. Today, Pastor Michael Cook continues in the message, Mindset Under Crisis, The Prison of the Mind. Let's go now into this powerful teaching. God bless you and thank you for joining me in this wonderful Sunday morning. This is Pastor Michael with, with Cook Revival's Ministries coming before you again. Today we're going to talk about something that we had discussed between Prophet Tracy and I over these past couple of nights with these lives. Um, we're going to talk about the power of prayer and what does prayer mean in the life of the believer today. I'm not going to be before you long today because I believe that God has placed upon my heart today a very special urgent need dealing with prayer, especially dealing with the situation that's happening right now with the Ukraine and Russia and what is taking place with NATO. Again, if you haven't seen the lives over this past weekend with Prophet Tracy and myself, I encourage you, please go back go to our YouTube channel, go through our Facebook page and watch Friday Night's Lives and Saturday Night's Lives. You will be blessed because on Friday Night's Live, we were talking about how to break the bondage and the spirit of witchcraft over your life. And in last night's live, we were talking about the future of the world and NATO and Ukraine, what's happening, the dreams and visions that God has given myself along with Prophet Tracy and what God is speaking to the, to the world today. But right now, we're going to talk about the power of prayer and how it is missing in the lives of God's children today and how we can be fervently effective prayer warriors to try to break the back of the enemy and change not only our lives, but the lives of everybody in the world. If you would, go with me to 2 Chronicles 7.14. 2 Chronicles 7.14. This scripture to me stands out above and beyond all when it comes to talking about the life of prayer. Because in this, God gives us a promise. It is a promise that if we do this step by step, God will in turn fulfill His promise on the latter part of this verse. 2 Chronicles 7.14, it says, If my people, Pauls, who were God's people? Anyone who has given their life to God through the bloodshed of Jesus Christ, through his salvation, who has said, I accept you, Jesus, my Savior. These are God's people, the people who have come to know whom God is, for whom he is. The people who come, who said, I am for God and not against God. The ones who said, Lord, I accept you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. These are God's people, you And you, and you, and everyone out there that's watching today, you are God's people. God said, if my people who are called by my name, come on somebody, you are called by the name of God. We have been talking for the past few weeks about mindset under crisis and coming back into covenant right with him. You are his people and you have been called by his name. Today, God's speaking to you. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. And on that, we've got to pause again. Because I am of the fervent belief that today, as the body of Christ, we have allowed ourselves to get swayed one way to the left or one way to the right. And we're forgetting what brought us to where we are today, and that is the power of prayer. It is through the power of prayer that we are standing where we are standing at today. It is through the power of prayer that we are allowed to go boldly before the throne. It's through the power of prayer that we call ourselves sons and daughters of God. 
He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, come on, and turn from their wicked ways. Here's the first half of that scripture. This is the promise that God is going to get, who has asked of us. God said, this is a twofold message. I'm asking something of you. And in return for your obedience, I'm going to give something back. And this is what God is asking. And I believe with all my heart because God has dropped this in my spirit so strongly, so strongly and powerfully over the past few weeks. And that is that we as the body of Christ have got to come back. We've got to get back in prayer and we've got to diligently seek the face of God again. I don't mean the 30 second prayers traveling down the highway, somebody. I don't mean the 45 second prayers with a friend. I don't mean the prayers over dinner. I mean the prayers to where we get down and we diligently, fervently seek the face of God again. The prayers to where we get on our knees at the altar. You heard us talk about it last night where we sit there and said it's time again that we get back at the altar, at the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. So many of us are carrying burdens in our heart today that God didn't put there and they're staying because we forgot the power of prayer. We're sitting there at a crossroads today and we're wondering, God, are you going to move on this part? Are you going to move on that side? And we're asking God, what is happening, especially with what's going on in the Middle East or within Ukraine and Russia? God, are we going into World War III? I have heard all these questions over the past week. God, what's going to happen? Is it going to be a nuclear war? And to each and every one of you today that are asking these questions, I'm telling you, you have the power to change and sway the tide simply through prayer. If you want to see things change, pray. If you want to see breakthroughs, pray. If you want to see the world turn around, pray. It is in our prayer that we make things happen. God has given us the power of life and death in our tongues. You are standing there today, and I know I'm staring at some prophetic people. God called you. You are a prophetic warrior, but you cannot stand up and run the race without a fervent, effective prayer life. You have to get back into prayer. In prayer is where we destroy the enemy's tactics. In prayer is where we break the chains. And in prayer is where we build up our most holy strength. If you want to renew your mind, if you want to renew your heart, and you want to start changing communities... We have got to get back on our face on the floor and get back in prayer. There was a time to where we would get down and lay prostrate. And for those of those who don't know what that means, laying prostrate means that you have stretched out on the floor in humility, meaning I debase myself at the feet of Christ. My humility, I humble myself before him because he is everything to me. He has given me everything. He has done everything for me. And I humble myself at his feet in prayer, fervently seeking him and asking him to make changes, asking him to hear my cry. If we no longer will get back into our seat of prayer, then we can expect changes to happen in us, on us, and around us. We've got to pray, people, especially today. 
Everybody knows about the war between Russia and Ukraine. And my heart, my heart goes out to the people in Ukraine. My heart goes out to them so strongly. These are people that are sitting there, right, that are trying to live good lives. We have so many Christian soldiers in Ukraine that are being bombarded by the enemy's tactics. And yes, and I'll be the first one to call it out. The enemy is using Putin and Russia to take down Ukraine because I'm telling you, if we don't pray now, it will be the beginning of something great. It is wrong that what is taking place because it is a trap of the devil. We need to pray against the enemy using Russia. We need to pray for the safety of our Ukraine brethren. We need to pray that God turn the ties of this. And I'm asking you today, I'm asking you today to stand with me, stand with Cook Revival, stand with Prophet Tracy and myself, and let's pray that God turns this around. Let's pray for the safety and the hedge of protection for our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine. It is time that we turn our lives back into a life of prayer. We talked over this past weekend about warriors on the wall and what it means to actually wage war against the enemy. And you do it through prayer. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, key one, we have to humble ourselves. We can't expect God to do changes if we come before him with a haughty spirit. Jesus humbled himself and went through humiliation at the cross for our namesake, for our redemption, for us. When we go before God, we have to humble ourselves and then pray. I will tell you my version of prayer. This is my secret to prayer. This is how Pastor Michael prays. The first thing I do, and these are my keys to prayer. As I get into a quiet place, I I seclude myself, I get away from everyone, and I get into my prayer chamber. And your prayer chamber may be a bedroom, your prayer chamber may be an actual closet. I've done that as well. But get away. Block out the world and everyone around it. Get before God in a quiet place. Lay prostrate on the floor. If you want to put on some background worship music, put on some background worship music. Set the atmosphere. Get yourself ready to commune with God. Shut the word out. Lay prostrate on the floor. Humble yourself before God. What I normally do is I lay down with my arms stretched out, with my face in the carpet, and I just start worshiping. I'll start singing Him songs, and I'll start giving Him praise because He's worthy. I start giving him all the adoration from my heart. And I'll start worshiping God, thanking him for all that he has done in my life. And just spend the first 15, 20 minutes just worshiping God and giving him glory. Set the atmosphere, open the atmosphere for glory. And then in the midst of that season of worship, that moment of prayer, then stop for just a moment. And let heaven saturate. When you break open the atmosphere in your prayer chamber with worship, it allows the gates of heaven to open and saturate your soul and your spirit. Stop for a minute and just sit in silence and bask in His glory. Then start speaking to the Father. 
Start asking Him for some changes. Start asking Him to bless you and your family. Start asking Him to give you wisdom and guidance. Speak to God as though He was your best friend because, my darling, I promise you this, He is. He is your best friend. Speak to Him. This is how I come before God. I speak to Him as though I'm speaking to my dearest friend because in my life, He is my dearest friend. And I talk to Him. I talk to Him about my life. I talk to Him about what's going on. I ask Him questions. I ask things and I speak to Him about things. And then after that, I stop. And I go back into a season of praise and worship and adoration and thanking Him for hearing my prayer. And then I go silent again and I'll lay there prostrate on the floor. And here's why. Conversation is a two-way street. So if I'm speaking to God, I'm expecting with expectancy for Him to speak back to me. But you can't do that. And here's where people go wrong sometimes is they'll get into a season of worship, a session of worship, and then they'll go into prayer asking and seeking and talking to God. And then when they're done, they feel, okay, okay, I'm good. And then they get up and they leave. Don't do that. Stay there. Stay laying prostrate on that floor. Wait for God to answer back. Because he will answer back. If you stay there in your time of prayer and allow God the opportunity to answer you back, he'll speak to you. He'll drop something in your spirit. You may hear his voice audibly. You may sit there and say you feel a presence come upon you of peace and of joy. He will answer you back if you give him the opportunity to lay there and soak and bask in his glory. And then, then... When you feel as though you have gotten your answer and the break happens, then thank Him. Give Him praise and glory and then get up and go. This is how I pray. The exact same way. This has been my method for years. This is how I communicate with God. It's a back and forth street. It's a two-way communication. It's not, a, it's not communication if only one person speaking. That's how you have conversations with the Father. But it's time that we as people get back into our prayer chambers. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Now there's that line. There's your, ne- there's your next key. You have to turn from your wicked ways. Now we've talked about this over the past couple of weeks with Mindset on a Crisis. We have to change our mindsets. And once our mindsets are changed, then we start have to start changing things within our life. We have to turn from our wicked ways because you can't expect God to put new wine skin in old wine, a new wine in old wine skin. God don't work that way. You cannot put new wine in old wine skin unless the old wine skin burst. You have to change your wicked ways. We have to get back to a place of holiness. We have to come back to the cross and give God our all. We have to go to a place of holiness that is acceptable and pleasing unto him. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from other wicked ways. Now, now catch this. We've humbled ourselves. We've prayed and sought the face of God. And we have repented and turned from our wicked ways repented and turned from our wicked ways. This is the promise that God has given every single believer today. Then, come on, 
Then will I, Almighty God, hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin. God made you a promise. I have gotten so many emails. Pastor Michael, have I turned away from God and he won't set me back? Have I gone so far? Have I I've done this, Pastor Michael? I've done that. And I don't believe that God will forgive me. No, 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 no. Let me tell you right now if you're watching, this is your key. If you will humble yourself and pray and seek His face and then turn from your wicked ways through repentance, God made you a promise that I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and then I will heal their land. Come on. Man, this is too good. If you ain't shouting now, come on. I dare you to shout with me. Glory. He made you a promise. He will forgive the sin. Uh, He will hear from heaven and then he will begin to heal your land. Your land can be anything from your finances to your home, to your family, to your job, to your business. It doesn't matter. God made you a promise that he is going to heal your land. All we have to do is abide by 2 Chronicles 7.14. It is literally that simple. Humble yourself. Pray and seek the face of God and then repent and turn from your wicked ways and God made you a promise. He's going to heal you from heaven. He's going to forgive you of your sin and then He's going to begin healing your land. I don't know about you, but I got some land that needs to be healed. (laughs) Is anybody with me today? I got some land that needs to be healed. It's time that we get back up on the top of the wall and become warriors on the wall again. God has called a people to be prayer warriors and not... People who will just bypass and just let bygone. My God, it is time that we take the war to the devil. He has been bringing the war to us for so long. It is time that we turn the tide and bring the war back to the enemy. And you do that through your prayer life. I'm challenging somebody today to become a prayer warrior. Come on. Where are my preachers at? I'm challenging some preacher out there today to start preaching back to, again, the unadulterated truth. I'm challenging some minister today to get back on the wall. You know the calling that God gave you to do. You don't have to preach a watered-down message. It's all about the same exact formula, and that is prayer. If we don't seek the face of God, we will not last. Half of what's happening in this nation today, and I will stand here flat-footed firmly, and I will stand upon this word. Half of what is taking place in the nation today is because we, as men and women of God, have forgotten how to pray. We have forgotten what is in the word of God because we have forgotten how to read the word of God. And we have forgotten what it's like to seek the face of God. Let me tell you something. No man... Not me or anybody else will ever be a substitute for Almighty God. You'll never find a man that will substitute God in your life. You'll never find a man that will substitute the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. You have got to turn back to the face of God, worship Him again, seek His face again, and turn from our wicked ways again, and let's see God begin healing the land because that's what it's going to take. If you want to see America come back to its greatness... America will come back to his greatness, not through a president. Listen to me. A president will not dictate the greatness of this country. But what will dictate the greatness of this country 
You want to make America great again? Start seeking God's face again. It is prayer warriors like you and me and you and AU and everyone else that is out there watching today. It is us and our prayer that is going to make America great again. That's going to make the world great again. That's going to put an end to the enemy's tactics. That's going to cause ceasefire in wars. It is our prayers that is going to turn the tides of the battle. And it is our prayers that's going to bring back the greatness of God in this country and every country around the world again. Come on, somebody give him glory. Take a minute and give God praise. If you want to turn this nation around, then you've got to seek the face of God. If you want to turn the tides of the battle in your life around, then you've got to seek the face of God. God made you a promise that if you will do these words, if you will do these keys in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, that he's going to hear you from heaven, guaranteed. He's going to forgive you of your sin, guaranteed. And then he's going to start healing the land. If we want to see the presence of God changed, to change this nation, it is literally going to be by our prayers. It's our prayer and our worship of seeking the face of God that's going to create a mandated change in every one of us and everyone in this nation and world. We have to be able to get back to the altars, people. It's at the altar that we're going to find our biggest place of change. We need a revolution. And it's not even, we need a revolution that's not even a revolutionary idea. And that's simply prayer. A revolution means that you've got to come back to where you first started. You got to get the childlike faith back. Stop trying to figure out everything. Seek his face and pray. Revolution means going back to where you started from. And we need in the body of Christ today, especially today, like never before. Today, we need a revolution. And that requires us getting back to the basics of faith. Getting back to the basics of Christianity. Back to the basics of our salvation. And we do that by prayer. It's time that we stand back up just so we can fall back down on our face before Him. I'm asking you today, if you are watching today and you're saying to yourself, Pastor Michael, I want to get back into prayer. I want to get back to where God called me to be. Then to you today, I'm saying this. All you have to do is humble yourself, seek His face, and turn from your wicked ways. And then God promised you. He promises through His Word. If you can't hold God's promise to one single scripture in the Bible, then throw the whole Bible out. Because none of it is good. If you can find God to be faithless on one verse, then get rid of the entire Bible. Because He is the Word. And God said, My Word will not fail. He said, If you humble yourselves, seek His face, and turn from your wicked ways. He promises you that He's going to hear you from heaven. He will be faithful to forgive you of your sins. And then He's going to start healing your land. I'm ready to begin seeing the land healed so we can get back to revival. So I'm asking everyone today that is watching right now, myself, along with Prophet Tracy, 
Pastor Reuben and the entire Creek Revivals family are going into a season of sackcloth prayer where we're going to take some sackcloth and we're going to wrap ourselves in it. We're going to go into prayer for Ukraine. We're going to ask God to turn this situation around. And I'm asking you as our partners, as our financial warriors, as our prayer warriors, as our family, join us. Over the next week, join us. Find yourself a piece of sackcloth. Pin it to yourself, wrap yourself in it, and join us over the next week in prayer for Ukraine and for God to turn these situations around. Now, I don't know if I'm not mistaken, we still have some sackcloth still available on the store that you can go and purchase. Because if you say to yourself, you know, Pastor Mike, I don't have any sackcloth. I don't, I don't know where to get any from. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know. I, I, I can't quite remember. I do believe we still have a few pieces left on the store. And you can find that at the store at cookrevivals.org. You can go up there and you can order yourself a sackcloth robe to wear during times of prayer. We need to get back into repentance. And we need to ask God to turn the tide. I'm asking you as the Cook Revivals family, stand with us over this next week praying that God will turn the tide. Find yourself a piece of sackcloth. Either go find a piece of sackcloth or get one from our website. And pray with us in sackcloth over the next week or two. And let's ask God to turn this around. I pray that something I said today will be a blessing. I pray that this message has blessed you tremendously. And I'm asking God Almighty to turn the tide. If you're going to stand with us this the next couple of weeks in prayer, I pray send us an email. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. If you would, please let Pastor Ruben know or the Cook Revivals family know. And we'd love to be in communication with you. If you haven't signed up for any of the events coming up, please go to cookrevivals.org and you can find all the information you need there. Thank you for joining me again on this Sunday morning. It has been a blessing. And I love coming before each and every one of you every Sunday and giving you these teachings. But today I'm asking you, from the bottom of my heart, stand with Cook Revival's family and help us pray. And let's start seeing the land healed because I'm ready for revival. And I know you are too. If you've been blessed, shout glory and give God some praise. Again, thank you for joining us. Until next time, be blessed. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Cook Revivals Presents. If you would like to help support the ministry, please visit cookrevivals.org. Loyal partners, such as yourself, give life to this ministry. We just want to take some time to say how much we appreciate you. Your partnership makes this ministry possible, and we can't say thank you enough. God bless, until next time.